Hello and welcome to Next Level Ops, a podcast that explores tools, tips, and techniques for hosting and managing websites presented by Plesk. Today, our guest is Emily Hunkler. She's the COO of GoWP, and this is the first episode in our Women in Tech series, shining a light on women who are working in the more technical aspects of WordPress and web development. I thought Emily would be a great first guest. I know her very well uh, as the COO of GoWP. She uh, manages a, a agency. Would, is it fair to say agency? I haven't brought you in yet, but I'll, I'll ask you this. Is it fair to say agency? Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I normally say like a, a team, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know that we necessarily um, identify as an agency, but I, I'm not anti. Again, I'm not against. That yeah. <laughs> she manages a, a company um, that helps web developers and and service providers like us grow our teams uh, through their um, through their services. So we'll get into more of that in a minute. But I'm really excited to have Emily on now. Emily, let's officially bring you on. How are you today? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited about this. My pleasure. Uh, we got to know each other more or less through the uh, GoWP Digital Agency Owners Facebook group, right? Um, I think we probably kind of knew each other before then, but like seeing each other week to week, we got to know yep. each other. And we've, I think you've been on my podcast and I've been on, on the GoWP podcast and, and webinars and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to once again meet with you in the digital space. Uh, so um, let's, let's dive into uh, a little bit about your background uh, and then your current role at GoWP because um, uh, I feel like a lot of people I know <laughs> especially in the WordPress space, don't necessarily no, don't necessarily start in tech and find their way to tech. And and your story is kind of similar, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of the um, elder millennials, I guess. So <laughs> hard to, hard to start in tech unless you were yeah. a super super early adopter, right? Um, but but yeah. So I, I kind of started out in journalism was my original you know course of study and my my undergraduate degree and all of that. Um, and, and yeah, through a roundabout way, got into tech with, with GoWP, I started in a marketing coordinator role, honestly. And back then we were a small team. Um, the, the founder, Brad Morrison had just kind of made the pivot from a traditional web development agency to serving agencies in, in white label maintenance and support. Um, so it was him and our, our, um, our CTO, Lucas, and our director of WordPress services, which is um, Daniel. They're both still part of the team as well, and brought me in for, for marketing stuff. So um, since then, uh, we, you know, really niched down into the agency owners uh, market. So focusing all of our services on agency owners, and that was a big pivot for, for us as well because we had previously served direct businesses um, in the agency capacity. Um, and we've just grown. We've grown so much that it was a really great move for us strategically and for the business. Um, and through focusing on agency owners, we were able to develop new services and scale the services that we have to serve them. So that that's a little bit of my background on my current role at GoWP. And so with with the growth of the company, my role has grown as well and the team has grown and it's been just a lot of growth. Yeah, that's that's and that's fantastic. And um I've I've seen it firsthand over the last few years. I met I must have met Brad at Cabo Press or something like that. Um 
And uh, it's been really cool to see you grow and expand, right? Because GoWP, uh, one of your, I won't say first, but I'll say earlier offerings was kind of the uh, white label security and maintenance stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, white label maintenance um, and content edit. So it was always, that was what we started with and what we ran with for four years. I I think it was four years before we started adding new services and saying, hey, we can do more than this. Like our, our customers loved us so much. And they were always coming to us when they needed help with other things. And, you know, occurred to us, why don't we offer more things? Why don't we help more? And figuring that out was a challenge, but um, we we stepped up to the plate and it's been great ever since. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's a really smart initial offering, right? Because it's something that um, as a freelancer myself, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners probably realize that that could be really time consuming. And we'll talk a little bit about that more in a bit. But um, uh, it sounds like, well, so I guess your role at GoWP moved from marketing coordinator to uh, chief operating officer. So you're overseeing a lot of things and, and you're keeping the business running. I feel like you're one of the more visible C-level people at uh at GoWP. I, I know Lucas and Dan, I've met Lucas and Daniel, I should say. Um, but I, but yeah, I feel like you've really become the face of the operation. Uh, I don't know if that's a mischaracterization, but um, your, where did your interest in technology come from? I think we're both elder millennials. Um, and so technology really uh, changed at an incredible pace while we were growing up, right? And we, we went from like giant green and black monitors playing like a text-based Oregon trail to uh, the tiny screen in my pocket is like a million times more powerful than that machine. So um, were you always interested in, in technology or was it something that grew from being working in a, a technology company? Yeah, I was not always interested in technology. Um, it was, it was um, like I said, so I started in journalism and not not even like broadcast journals or anything, like newspaper. And I was so yeah. um, all in on that. And I was just passionate about like ink on paper and, and all of that. So very anti-technology. I mean, when I was a kid, it, I would not change to CDs. I was still high-speed dubbing my mixtapes for, <laughs> for years. Like I invested in a double-deck awesome. cassette tape yeah. player before like changing over to CDs. So so yeah, it took me a while to become, to get to the point that I'm at today. Um but yeah, so I think so. Starting in in newspaper, um, and that was around the time where newspapers were really failing and going out of business, and yeah. um, reporters and the staff writers are being encouraged to get on Twitter and you know do the, do those sorts of things. And we need to get the website working better. And um, me and everyone else in the newsroom couldn't care less about all that, but it was yeah. to our detriment, obviously. So I didn't work <laughs> the newspaper long, um, and <laughs> and that led me to kind of. Um, traveling a lot. So I, after leaving the newspaper, I, I got into traveling and I started a travel website and that was on WordPress. Um, and that was my nice. first kind of um, delving into that sort of thing. And and I loved it. I mean, it was amazing. It started out as a blog. Then, you know, you start adding different plugins and different functionalities and and those sorts of things. And I, I realized that there was so much I didn't know and there was so much mm-hmm. that you could do with it. And that it was so, this was in 2010, and it was so um, customizable, you know. And for someone that me yeah. that didn't have a background in tech, I knew that I was missing out on a lot. And I knew that it was right at my fingertips if I had 
the the skills and the know-how to be able to do it. It wasn't something that you needed a whole, you know, dev team to accomplish. So that led me to um, going back to school and I got a master's in digital marketing. So staying in the marketing world, but focusing on on the digital side of things. And and in that program that I that I completed, it was um, they focused a lot on getting a foundational understanding of coding and and CSS and and analytics and, and integrating things into 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 websites that can work for your marketing campaigns and those sorts of things. Um, so having that foundation set where we had to code our own website and you know put certain tracking things into it and all of that and that helped me know that that wasn't the exact path I wanted to take, but having that knowledge empowered me to be more successful in my, in my marketing roles and and those sorts of things. Um, From there, I also, you know, I I worked at some startups um, where I worked mostly in content marketing and didn't have a lot of involvement with um, development or the technical side of things. And I missed it. So I found new jobs where I worked um, basically embedded with product development teams. So I was still doing the marketing side of things and the content creation, but working side by side with a developer, working side by side with, you know, the designers and all of that. So still being exposed and understanding what's going on. And with that, you understand what's possible, right? Because if you don't know the questions to ask, you don't don't ask them. Um, So having that background of a tech foundation helps me to, to create my best work because I know with working with those, with those people on the team, I know what questions to ask, um, to really understand what we're able to accomplish. Um, whereas before, you know, I I was clueless and I didn't even know what we could do. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, and I mean, I think the benchmark of a good manager, right? I've, I've had uh, managers in the past who um, who kind of thought they knew, right? I've had one say like, "Look, I'm a I'm a developer too. I was writing COBOL apps in 1988," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's like 30 years ago. Uh, like, that's not. It's not. No one uses COBOL except NASA anymore. So like, um, so it's 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 great to see like you you know the right questions to ask. You know what you don't know, but you also know you have an understanding of, of, of who you're working with. And um, on that same token at GoWP, you're helping agencies grow by providing vetted and tested developers. I think this is really important, vetted and tested uh, developers, designers, and copywriters. Um, and developers have really been your flagship service as of late. I know I have, I don't know if anybody's uh, signed up, but I've referred multiple people to you who have come to me and I'm like, I'm not really doing that anymore, but you should... If you want a good, dedicated developer, go to GoWP. Um, agency owners come to your team for technical help that would take them hours or days to tackle. Um, with WordPress being so vast uh, and with so many hosting options, plugins, uh, and the like complicating the landscape, how do you ensure your devs will be uh, a solution for the agency owner? Yeah, so like you said, we are constantly assessing, vetting, um, testing developers, copywriters, and designers, but let's, let's focus on the developers for now, because that is, um, I think also where the assessing and vetting obviously is very technical. Um, it's a technical role. So we learn weekly, daily, really, we're learning on this. We've been doing it for a few years now. Um, 
and we're constantly meeting and talking about, you know, are the tests that we're doing, are the assessments getting the information we need? And from the customer satisfaction we see, we know that that they are. These This process we have, it's working. We're bringing developers in that are able to work well with agency owners. Um, uh, the GoWP Pro developers, they have to pass a technical assessment where we test um, WordPress admin and customization, security, database management, um, along with some plugin development. And through this, we know that they can customize essentially all aspects of a WordPress site and ensure that data on the platform is protected and develop some yeah. custom themes and plugins as needed to meet certain specifications. So we know that our developers are able to do that. Um, we're also Thanks. testing CSS concepts and techniques, basic PHP skills, um, and we th- we through our learnings, we also threw in a WooCommerce assessment too, because we know a lot of our agencies come to us with needing those sorts of skills as well. Um, nice. So you're not that, like you're not just hitting them with fizzbuzz, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then on top of that, we also assess their attention to detail. So that's a test we've we've added in as well. Um, because we've noticed, like, maybe we had some developers who we noticed, like, we're lacking there. And we said, okay, like, we need to make sure we're, we're addressing this at the front and not finding out about it on the back end, right? So, so we're assessing their attention to detail. We do two rounds of interviews with them. We do a trial project and then another interview. Um, and all of this is what we have found is really vital to making sure that this developer, if an agency comes looking for their specific skill set, and we can see through all of the tests and assessments that they've done, like, super strong, you know, customizations and plugins and <clears throat> and things like that, but maybe not super strong in um, WooCommerce. So we wouldn't place that developer with someone looking for a WooCommerce developer. But we know through our process of bringing them in that what their skills are and who they're going to be a good fit for. And the other thing that we've learned is it's very important for our account managers to to be in touch with the customer. And when they say, they might raise a red flag about something and be like, yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> I think they're doing great, but something, you know, make one comment says, okay, you know, we know from that comment that we're going to get another developer in with you that has that specific skill. Because mm-hmm. what we have seen in the past is while this developer is exceptional, this customer is really looking for for a different kind of developer and we'll switch them out right then. And, and we know through years now of experience, um, kind of, I don't want to say we know better than the agency owner what they're looking for, but we know based on comments that they make, like, no, it's time yeah. to switch. Let's get you a new guy in there or a, a new person in there to 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 help help out. Yeah. And I mean, you you kind of do, right? Especially if it's an agency that's never hired a developer mm-hmm. before. They necessarily don't know what to look for. And I think that the listeners can can really benefit from some of the things that you talked about here, because especially if we have people who are doing uh, freelance work, um, you know, maybe they consider, I mean, they can consider this an outsourcing opportunity, but they they can also consider these assessments to make sure um, that, that they're vetting other people they work with or that they're taking these things into consideration as they look for new mm-hmm. opportunities for them. Uh, and and so um, in that same vein, what can a developer or site builder, really anybody who's uh, making a bunch of sites, let's say on Plesk's WordPress toolkit, um, what can they do to make the ongoing maintenance of a site easier, uh, 
either for for themselves or for um, for for you as the person who's hiring other developers or even their own clients? Yeah, um, processes having processes in place. Um, it's huge. It's it's essential. I mean, that's how we've been able to scale, and and it's it's really just the key to all of that. So, um, if we can take kind of two different approaches here because, as we mentioned, we have um, GoTo. He has uh, maintenance and content edit service, and that's a per-site service. So you can sign up sites with us, and we'll take care of the maintenance, backup, security, all of that, as well as um, unlimited content edits. And in that case, you don't have to worry about the processes because you're putting your site into our processes, and we have the processes mm-hmm. in place. Um, however, a lot of times what will happen is we'll – uh, an agency owner will come to us and say, okay, I, I would really love to get all of these content edit requests off my plate and and off outsource all of this to to go WP. But, you know, I've told my clients that they can call me, they can um, text me, they can do all of these things that is not our process. So they would have to right. re-educate their clients in order to be able to um, outsource that to us. So that's a lot of times um, something that we have to talk through and, and basically kind of help them manage in order to to be able to do that. Because if they're not able to offload those small things, it's going to be really hard to grow their agency beyond themselves. Um, yeah. So what we do, and there are some times where agency owners say like, no, I don't want to do that because my customers know to come to me. They We have that relationship. And that's that's valid as well. So a lot of times what we'll do is, you know, set them up with a a dedicated developer. So you get a developer on your team and they can follow your processes then. If you're mm-hmm. not happy with um, with what our process is, get a developer on your team and outsource it to essentially a team member for yourself and, and they can follow whatever your processes are. But if you don't have a one, two, three, no one's going to be able to step in for you. So making yeah. sure you have a one, two, three, whether it's when a phone call comes in, I create the task in, in whatever project management tool you have, and either you do it yourself or you assign it to somebody. So you can still take the phone calls or take the, the text messages, but making sure it feeds into some sort of process that you're able to hand off to somebody. Um, and apart from that, it's just you know making sure you have the basics. So keeping your site's up to date and clean, keeping unused plugins out of there, um, having your FTP credentials handy, access to hosting, all of that sort of stuff, uh, which, I mean, happens more more often than you think that things happen and yeah. people don't have that information. So we, it's hard to fix when you, when you have to track people down and get passwords and all that. Um, so making sure you have all of that organized as well goes, goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And and so I love what you're I love the distinction you're making here, right? Because uh again, right, a service that that I've considered uh and and will be signing up once my clients renew for the next year or whatever. Um is is some of your maintenance stuff. And that is something that I just want to hand off and never see again. I'll be happy to pay you per site <laughs> so that I don't have to think about it. Um but that's your process. I don't have enough clients or I don't do this enough to have my own process in place. Uh, and so I would be taking yours on. But, um, you know, if I were doing more of this development stuff, um, I say this like I've never developed before. If I was still doing <laughs> development stuff um, and I wanted a designer or a developer to be part of my task manager, which is like Todoist right now, um, in my Slack, uh, then the dedicated developer or designer would be the the person to 
uh, would be the service to go with because they're essentially part of the team. Exactly. Yep. They work in your tools. What, however you want to you want to use them. They it's you just have to have something to explain to them. Right. They 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 can't yeah. read your mind. So that's that's a that's a lot of there's a lot of coaching involved sometimes with our. Um, customers too. It's like, okay, this is my first time growing my team. This is the first team member I'm bringing on. What do you recommend? And and we help with that. We love helping with that, honestly, because we love seeing agencies grow and we love seeing businesses grow and and we grow together. So it's it's good for everybody. Um, and it's it's fun to to figure that out with folks. Yeah, absolutely. And I should say full disclosure here that uh, for a couple of months I did use GoWP's dedicated content writer to get some of my content. Um, tightened up. So I just want to fully disclose that I uh, I <laughs> was at one point and will be in the future a GoWP customer. Um, uh, that said, I mean, I went with you because because you were the best, right? Like I, uh, Yeah, our, our copywriters are, I, so, I mean, our developers yeah. are amazing also, but like, yeah. you know, from our conversation here, I, I come from the world of content and I'm always just so impressed with our copywriters. They're so fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so this is great. So let's kind of wrap up here because I've always been curious about scaling stuff like this. Obviously, I offer a done-for-you podcast service, but I'm like one guy. Um, as a freelance web developer, it seems like a no-brainer that I'd price my maintenance plan so that I could outsource it to a team like OWP. But um, some of that pricing to me seems like how how is this affordable to you to you all? Um, so, kind of what goes into scaling a product like this? Yeah, um, it goes into knowing our customers. Um, when we have a conversation with an agency owner that isn't sure about how their processes will fit in with ours, or how they'll be able to to bring in one of you know our pros to help them scale their services, it's often because, like I was mentioning before, their services are kind of bespoke to each of their individual clients' needs. Um, and and it makes it's it's complicated to fit that into our box. Um, so so I, I mean I guess that's kind of how we've been able to scale it is by setting up creating those boxes and saying, you know, okay, if you want to do our per site maintenance and content edits, um, it's priced at, you know, $29, $79. And that's because it's it's structured. I mean, it has to follow, it has to fit in the box. It has to be a, um, you know, quick content edit that you can do through the WP admin dashboard. It can't be something more complicated. It's no third-party integrations, none of that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we're able to scale it because we create that box and we create those boundaries. And and we, we educate our clients to then also educate their clients um, on what qualifies as, as a content edit, what we'll take care of and what won't. And if we get requests that don't fall within that within that scope, then we pass it back to the agency owner and say, "Hey, um, this doesn't qualify as a content edit. Here's, you know, sometimes we might give a quote to handle it, or or mm-hmm. we'll tell them what needs to be done. Like we're, we're still very helpful, but just know that it doesn't, right. you know, fall within the scope of the content edit service. Um, and then that's why our other service is so open. I mean, it's bringing some it's somebody on your team, so there is no scope to that. It's here. Here's a developer." Use them how you want to use them. They can their skill set is this, and they should be able to do all of these things. So um, it's either yes, fit into our box at this really low price point, um, or if you need more help and you need somebody who needs something with a much wider scope to help with your business and help grow your business, we also have that. And there's practically no structure there and no no box. But the box 
is in how we assess and bring those bring those bring those um, go to VP pros onto our team so that we know that they'll be able to to perform well and work well with with an agency and in that kind of environment. Yeah, it, it, so it sounds like as as well as clearly defined processes, you have clearly defined expectations, right? right? Yep. So, um, for for someone listening who might be using the WordPress toolkit, um, you know, you uh, you would want to bring your clients into that space and then you could probably do a bunch of updates all at the same time. Mm -hmm. But if someone's asking, oh, this plugin broke and now I need to fix that, well, now maybe that's a different service that you provide a quote for or find uh, a developer to 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 bring on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's great. Uh, Emily, this has been a lot of fun. I want to ask a bonus question if it's not too personal. Um I now have two daughters. Uh, my my uh, baby girl, Abby, was born on Christmas Eve, um, whom I hope express an interest in tech. Uh, you also, I mean, I have a son who also I, I hope expresses an interest in tech, but based on my computer science classes, that was like 98% male. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Um, but you also have two daughters. Have you seen signs that they are interested in your work or in WordPress and tech in general? I know we have kids around the same mm-hmm. age, um, so they're probably interested in a lot of things on a daily basis that change. But I'm just, I'm just curious about that. They are. I mean, I guess it comes down to identifying what an interest in tech is at you know five and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say they are. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty incredible to, to see how quickly they they pick pick up skills right like i know you know my mom has an ipad yeah. and my daughter uses it better than my than my mother so so she teaches mm-hmm. my her grandmother kind of how to navigate the ipad um and and apart from that they just i have got like a pretty nice little setup here in my home office so i've got a couple screens i've got a microphone you know camera lights keyboards all that kind of stuff and they love coming down here and and doing video calls or or things like that so there's yeah. definitely an interest in the environment um i you know I, they haven't expressed an interest in in coding yet or or developing their own apps or anything like that yeah. um but it is something i want to encourage in them i know that there's a lot of resources out there and in, in games for for kids um <clears throat> to to help nurture that that interest so it is something that i do want to encourage you know more than just watching movies on tv but engaging with kind of tech-focused games or, or those sorts of things. So it is something we we hope to do more of. Um, but I love I love that right now they just, you know, like to kind of type on a keyboard and they can navigate things so much better than than most people in the family. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And kind of seeing where that goes and encouraging it, right, without kind of the a forceful nature, which we kind of lean into like where their yeah. interests lie. But there's, de- there's definitely an, a, a kind of inherent interest there for sure, because we're so surrounded by tech these days. And I think even, you know, we probably don't even realize it, um, but, but they, they definitely have a, a natural ability because it's, it's part of their upbringing. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was so funny. When my daughter, my older daughter was like three, I think she, I was working on a laptop and she just went to like, push press the screen mm-hmm. 
And I was like, wow, it just occurred to me that like she's going to basically grow up in a world where not being able to touch the screen or draw on the screen is like a foreign concept because every device that she's going to have firsthand experience with will be able to do that. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm always amazed. I forget where it was. No, we went on vacation once and the the vacation house had a like, you know, landline telephone. And I, I, I guess it must have been from TV or something, but my daughter picked it up and started talking. And I was like, you know, it's interesting that she knows that because I don't think she's ever seen yeah. one before because we haven't had one. That's so, and they right. haven't been around, but she, it must, I mean, it must be something she has had seen, but she just picked it up and started talking. I was like, oh, she knows that's a phone. But then when she does like uh, impersonates another phone, she just holds a flat hand up and taps it with her fingers, right? So it's <laughs> it's just funny. You don't do like the finger and thumb up to your ear and your mouth. It's more of just yeah, the flat. right, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even, I've been, I do this and usually my kids are holding up some other like thing, yeah. but that's so funny. The flat mm-hmm. hand. Oh, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to watch that to see if my kids start yeah, to do it's that. Really funny. Like, that's so, that's so funny. Um, awesome. Well, Emily, it's always a pleasure talking to you. If people want to learn more about you and everything you do, where can they find you? Yeah. I mean, I would recommend, especially if if they are an agency owner or headed in that direction, the GoWP Digital Agency Owners Community on Facebook um, is great. You mentioned it at the top of the conversation here. We have weekly calls in there um, that I, I love. They're such an important part of my week. Um, and apart from that, go to p.com. Um, if they want to learn more about our services and, and all of that, they can check out the website. Fantastic. If you join the Facebook community, you'll see me hanging around there. I try to make it to the calls when uh, I'm I'm able to. Yep. Um, now that uh, my wife is going back to work after what, what seems like a very short three-month maternity flies. leave. Um, yeah. Um, I think she's working on a lot of, uh, a lot of Fridays, but I'll, I will be in as often as I can because they are they're great calls and I've grown a lot from them. Yeah, they're so. great. And we love we love the cameos uh, awesome. of the Casabona yeah. children. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You'll probably see one this week if uh or next week, whenever my wife again goes back to work, I'll have Abby, awesome. but the other two will be at school. So yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Emily, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Joe. It was great talking with you too. And thank you to everyone out there listening. Uh, to get all of the show notes, you can head over to plesk.com slash podcast. You'll get a list of all of our uh, episodes. We're in season three now, so definitely check out the back catalog. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing or sharing with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to Next Level Ops. Until next time, remember to take it to the next level. 